Welcome to We Gotta Talk, a live weekly talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. From health to relationships to alternative lifestyles and more, the one thing you will always get is a deep dive. I'm Sunny, a 15-year veteran of TV news, freelance writer, blogger, mom of three, and wife. But most of all, I'm just a die-hard oversharer, someone who's genuinely curious about, well, everything around me. And I can't wait for you to join in on these conversations that I promise will impact, inspire, and entertain you. Now, let's talk. Test, test, test. Yeah, like talk how you're actually going to talk. Like, uh, this hey, is, this is how I'm talking. Okay, it just feels really quiet. Is it because you're nervous? Don't be nervous. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't be nervous. It's okay. <laughs> Lean in. Jesus. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here we go. In three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to We Gotta Talk. I am so excited about this special episode with a special guest today. Lots of preparation for this special Father's Day episode. And by lots of preparation, I mean nothing on my part and everything on Andrew's part. Everybody, welcome back to the pod. My best friend and husband, Andrew. Yay. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> we survived the sound check. We survived the sound check. Yeah, it's, um, you just sound far away. Or I I'm just... not. I don't know what to, I'm telling you. I'm talking right here into this microphone. Do you, like, you feel like you're hearing me well, right? Maybe you just, we need to teach you to project. Sit up straight. Yeah, turn me up in them headphones. Look at, turn them up. There we go. There we go. Um, okay, so we we wanted to bring you back. It's your third appearance on the pod. It's been a couple of years. It's been a couple. You, we, we've gone through a rebrand. Did you hear? Yes, this is my first time on the new podcast. Right. What do you think about We Gotta Talk, Andrew, as the one who who funds it <laughs> and who sees me tirelessly working to make this happen, make this magic happen every week? You uh, like it? Yeah, I love it. Feel like it's a strong brand vibe. Very strong. Um. So last time, the first time we had you on, we did a little hello, who are you kind of thing. Second time, I don't even remember what we talked about. But today, I thought it'd be fun to bring you back and talk dad stuff because this upcoming Sunday is Father's Day and um, we need to pay a little respect to the dads in our lives. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. What do you think is, what like, what would your dream Father's Day look like? I tried to ask you this yesterday, but I feel like we didn't get anywhere. Um... Let's see. Like no expense or no logistics spared. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I would love to sleep in, but I can't do that anymore. So that's, <laughs> I'm just trying to think about like my actual day. If I got to When he says that, he means he physically cannot sleep anymore. Yeah. In certain places. We'll get to that in a little while. Um, I think there's a mix of um, what I would call dad time, which is some alone time, but then also- celebrating with the family a little bit so i would my ideal scenario would be to get up at like even like 7 15 or 7 30 would be nice have a good breakfast and then kind of hang out and then if i could sneak out and play basketball or get a workout in or something like mm -hmm. that and then have like a nice lunch and just kind of chill out in the afternoon watch some nba playoffs for the what? first time in five years or so what would <laughs> First time. How long have we been married? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, what's your like ideal breakfast lunch situation? Because I can start to logistically make this happen. You know, I mean, it's not too late. We're only five days out. No, I mean, I'm just kind of a you know, bacon and eggs kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then uh, I think we have lunch plans. We have to double check that. But yeah. I think we have lunch plans. We do have lunch plans. Um, <clears throat> like we, we talked about this, I feel like, on the second episode a little bit. But dads these days like do it a little differently than our dads did. Yeah, man. We um, do it. You really do it. Like, Andrew, tell everybody about your really special morning routine. And I'm really grateful for your participation in the household so sector, by let's the way. just be clear that I haven't slept a night in our bed for the whole time. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe once in the last year. It's okay. We got to give people backstory here. So our kids are eight. Our son is eight and a half. Our first daughter is six and a half, and our little one is four. And you know, you go through the normal sleep challenges, and for the first however long, it's me up and down, up and down, up, nursing and putting back to bed. And they only wanted me for a long time. But our son has gotten into this habit in the past year since he was about seven, where he wakes up right around three o'clock, sometimes a little earlier, and comes down and wants to lay with us. And Andrew just can't, understandably, you can't relax because he takes up a lot of space and he's rolling around. So you have not woken up in our bed. Like we go to sleep together in the same spot most nights, even though that's like starting to change now. You're you're like leaving the bed after (laughs) midnight because you're like, I can't fall asleep in a place that I'm not going to wake up. All right. A couple things. Lean this in. is not a new trend. Like you say, this like maybe the last year, year. right? No, this Wait, is like, like the seven. last three. Like since we've been in our house, which was Two. May of 2018. Has it been that long? Of At least that long. And with him coming down. Yeah, with him coming down. And then, yeah, more recently, just my own sleep rhythm. Like I can't fall asleep in our bed anymore because I know I'm going to have to move in two or three hours. So I just... If I'm in that situation, like I was last night, I just get up and relocate to the um, guest bedroom. Yeah, I woke up at midnight. But you know what the funny thing about it? (laughs) You would think that I would just assume that the guest bedroom is like my like sleep room. You know, like the fancy European couples where they you know they each have their own bedroom. But I am so hopeful that we're almost on at the end of this that I don't get (laughs) under the covers. I sleep on top. On top of the bedspread with a throw blanket. And the worst part about the throw blanket is that it's like really um, like yarny. It's like a a really thick weave yarn. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I have a beard and every morning (laughs) I wake up and like literally, I couldn't figure it out at first. It's like almost like spider webs in my beard and they are, you know, they'll stay in there even after you shower. So it's like, sometimes I just like find little reminders of the Little reminders of the torturous night. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, it kind of is what it is. That. No, I mean, the reality is, it makes it sound like we're some like couple that like is totally disconnected. We don't sleep. We do start the night together. Yeah, it's just we don't end up in the same bed when we wake up in the morning. You know, it's one of those things with being a parent that it's going to end at some point. Um, him coming down, and I know at that point I'll kind of miss it because it's like another sign of him not being like a little guy anymore yeah and we could like force the issue i'm sure if i walked him back up and put him back to sleep that he would go back to sleep but it's um you know it's just kind of our routine right now it's our routine and you know what that's what i love about us as parents and this obviously is not everybody's style and that's fine but what i love about us together as as uh, as parents and partners is that i feel like we do i don't know we lead with, I don't know, I don't want to say we cater to the kids and it sounds like we're totally, we're not totally lax, but like we lead with the little extra love sometimes. I know so many people, like my my family included, who's like just 
stop, like lock your door or I just can't do it. It's just not going to happen for me. And, um, well, I, you know, it's to a me, few hours a night. To me, it doesn't really matter though, because like I said, I'm, I'm sleeping. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter. But okay, let's just talk about the fact that <laughs> I right, fed them enough. from my this body is Father's for years. Day. This is Father's Day episode. <laughs> um, I'm opening the door. It's getting hot. Keep talking and I'll be right back. So um, I lost my train. Yeah, I think too, there's like an authenticity to the way that we do things because I, I know that, you know, every parents have their kind of issues with kids if it's sleep training or potty training or whatever and i feel like a lot of people just you know don't talk about it because they think it's like some sign of them as parents and like i have no problem with the fact that like yeah our eight-year-old likes to come down in the middle of the night like that's fine it doesn't mean we're bad parents it doesn't mean he's like a not developing normally kid it just means yeah could could we strong arm him out of it i'm sure we could but that's just like not where we're at right now and to me it's like you know you know i feel like this is a great sort of point to say like bringing back in the father's day and the parenting stuff like when you find your parenting style with your partner and it it happens to match i just it's it's a really beautiful thing like i am really grateful that the way that we've done parenting naturally our natural instincts are really in alignment i think there are some times when one parent is like listen i'm a huge schedule sleep training um keep a very strict advocate and you have parents who are on the other end of things who are just very go with the flow i feel like you and i are in the middle but but our natural tendencies like really align which makes things easier because parenting is really hard yeah and i that's the kind of thing that i think you just need to figure out what works for you a little bit too i always think about and I've told, I think I may have mentioned the story before the one time and only time I've ever tried to spank Sam, he was being <laughs> just particularly difficult and he was probably like five or six. And I, you know, he'd never been spanked before. So like, <laughs> ne- like neither of us really knew what to expect. So anyway, I, you know, spanked him on his bottom with like, like a bare hand. Like just like, a quick smack. Cause yeah, he was like a smack. Yeah. It was like bedtime and he was just being so and his reaction was like, "Dad, what are you doing?" So <laughs> he like he almost said with a smirk and a like like nice try, buddy. So yeah, so I don't know. I guess I didn't do it hard enough or whatever. I don't. I don't I'm not a spanking parent. I'm I know okay you're saying not. that, you I know. know? And I feel like I'm glad that it happened that way. He is not the kind of guy to start with. It, it kind of he, like proved that we're not spankers. We're not spankers. He's we're not. You spank- <laughs> this is getting very like, um, like childhood trauma style were you corporally punished corporeally punished as a child I, w- I was spanked i wasn't smacked i was never smacked in the face but i was spanked <laughs> on my bottom yeah but never <laughs> like with it you know you i remember people- getting like two swats maybe but it was always very reactionary it wasn't like here's what freaks me out it and wasn't, listen, it wasn't this is you i'm out. sorry this freaks me out and whatever like just real talk for a second and there are parents that plan the spank and when they plan the spank it freaks me it's like Come here, son. You know what you know what this is. You know what what time it is. It's time for your punishment. It's like uh, when I, it's premeditated, it kind of creeps me out. I, now listen, I'm Italian. I got a big temper. I can understand there are wooden spoons that have been passed down through the generations in our family. That reactionary spank I get, right? Like a little whiff on the bottom with a, you know, you're in the kitchen, you get a little spank on the bottom. Like, but when it's like pre-planned and they set aside a time, that kind of freaks me out. Like tonight at 9:30 is your yeah, time. Yeah, I know parents, and this is People, oh gosh, the kids are older now, but I know very well a set of parents who would, when their son would misbehave, they would be like, okay, you know what this means. 
and this sheer terror would just fall on this poor kid's face. <laughs> Tomorrow would, at noon. I mean, it wouldn't be that. <laughs> you have a date with destiny. No, it wouldn't be a, that far planned, but it would be that day within the half. But this poor kid had to sit there. It just felt psychologically damaging. Now, no, am I damaging my children in other ways? Probably. But the planned spank, not my style. No, I'm hang like, on a minute. I just want to go back to something you said okay. about <laughs> Spoons being passed down. Like, hang on, let me finish my thought. (laughs) You're controlling this. This is like, I I know, I'm I'm the guest. I get to talk. You do. I'm sorry. So, um, I think last time you're like, you don't talk enough. I was like, no, no, you're great. You're doing great. Let me talk. So, like, I just have visions of like, um, you know, Obi Wan like unfurling (laughs) this lightsaber and handing it to Luke. Was is that like how it was? Like, this is your spoon, and you will beat your kids with it. (laughs) No, it's just the idea of the wooden spoon spanking. Like my grandma would have one and like whiff people on the butt with it if they came in and like touched the sauce as it was cooking. (laughs) Like, and so it was like, you know, my parents, my mom would have a wooden spoon and she would just be like, ah, she never actually smacked us on the bottom with a wooden spoon. The two times I do remember being spanked were just like a quick whiff when I was mouthing off. But um, yeah, it was always, it's kind of like imagery more than anything, right? Yeah. It's like the practice of, I feel like that's an Italian American thing. Yeah, I was spanked on occasion it wasn't a routine thing but never with a uh an object <laughs> and no weapons and i did have my i did get my mouth washed out with soap one time it was Ooh, a very awful. very 80s thing <laughs> <laughs> wait tell us i feel like i know this backstory i don't know what the i don't know what i said i do remember <laughs> feeling like it was warranted or that i knew i was going to be in serious trouble i did not know that was going to be the result of it but it only happened one time i well obviously it was effective punishment yeah, I mean, it was effective, which is funny because um, <laughs> our son, our eight-year-old, has kind of started swearing now, and he- well, uh, Let's clarify. I mean, like, he heard me swear, well, and yeah. he said, why do you say blank all the time? Well, I've been saying to you for years that I you know. need to stop it. Um, I know. Listen, this is the year. This is my year. But it's funny, too, <laughs> because um, our girls, who are six and four, they're, they are kind of aware of the fact now that Sam has this- knowledge of swear words and so they're trying to like back into like what swear words might (laughs) might be and and our little one our four-year-old the other day said i'm gonna call you the j word (laughs) there is no j word oh jerk i don't know yeah oh really okay i thought she's just like trying all the letters to see if i like react to it but yeah so yeah we're it's not it's not my best trait that i swear when I like hurt myself or when I'm extremely frustrated, but I am working on it. You know, do you know that he made a face? I'm truly working on it, babe. I don't know how much work is it just requires a lot. Like when you have this much boiling and bubbling under the surface, like, you know, when I, I react strongly, so it has to come out in like a strong puff of energy, like a little somehow, you know, and usually a swear word is the best thing. I have learned my lesson though. I'm on the record now saying this is the end of my swearing era. All right. Next time I'm on, we'll revisit that. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I can see you being a kid totally mouthing off, though, by the way, and deserving that. What are you looking at? What's with all that Kleenex? Oh, this is a wet wipe. Like a- <laughs> I ate a croissant sandwich in the oh, car, okay. and I brought that in, and this was, I don't know. Um, So let's get back on Father's Day stuff. What do you think? I looked up some statistics. On Father's Day, which I, I'm not immediately finding right now, but I can quickly search. But if I were to ask you, like, if you looked at a percentage of what dads do now versus 
1965, because that was the stat that I found. How many hours a week would you say dads helped with household chores back then compared to now? Like, give me your best guesses. You have the data in front I of do. you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up. While you- I had it and I forgot to email it to myself. So just go, go, go. So 65 is like leave it to beaver status, right? Like, I mean, that's the heyday of the American yeah, or like, uh, dream household. Yes. Er- early Mad Men kind of. Um, hashtag oh, Mad Men. Yeah, awesome God, show. Pandemic okay. Mad Men. <laughs> um, I would say 65 does like, don't you like uh, on the weekends, you mow the, the lawn and drink 30 beers, that kind of thing? Is that, was that? I mean, I'm allegedly. Going with two, I'm going with two hours in 65. Okay. And today, I would say, um, let's see, I'd say 20. I'd say two to 20. The numbers that I found, and I'll link this in show notes, said an average of seven hours of household help and chores. And one said 17. There were two studies that that I found. 17 these days. No, no. Seven hours and back in 65, 17 hours weekly nowadays. So 17 hours total of you helping with, you know, the dishwasher, any and every (laughs) Andrew does that. (laughs) That is your task at home, baby. Um. And many other things you do so well. Um, but Wait, yeah, can I it get was... a, just real quick. Oh, God. School lunches. Oh, yeah. You do do so. Here's my whole thing. Listen, ice can make me sound like a like an absentee mother. I prefer to wait to the last minute to pack lunches, not because it's the best way or the way you would do it. I'm fully capable. But you like to do it the night before. So I you did lunches. I'm like totally giving you all the credit here. 99% of I'm the lunches like, you did this year. Cuz you do them the night before. You're you're a man of preparation and deep intention. I love that about you. Thank you, babe. I can understand you loving that. Uh, that's rude. Father's don't Day. You, <laughs> I can't even say anything back cuz this is all about you. That's right. But don't you appreciate though the levity that I bring to your life and the ability to pivot and take things less seriously? I mean, you needed that. I you agree. did need that. Okay. I mean, did you need that? <laughs> Next question. That's rude. I did need that. And I think that that's probably been the biggest change I've had since becoming a father is like a little bit of perspective. And although, you know, you can have a shorter shorter fuse with some stuff, particularly relating to the kids. But like in general, I've mellowed out significantly. You have mellowed out so much. I will say that we were on our way back from the beach on Sunday and we got from New Smyrna and we got onto um, the, highway. Uh, the highway and there was like an accident right there. And so everything was completely shut down. Like the, the road was, the highway was shut down. And I had offered to Sunny as a nice gesture and for her to just kind of get a little time to drive my car back and listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. whatever. And I would take the kids back in the minivan so I get there, realize we're stuck without moving for three hours, and I gave Sonny a heads up. I was like, don't come this way. Take the back roads. So she was able to sneak home. And I told the kids, because like, literally we're just the, the highway was just a total parking lot. <laughs> I just said, like, okay, take your seatbelts off. You guys can run around. And they were like astronauts, like floating around the, the orbiter in zero gravity. I will say at one point... They were switching underwear. Like this is how like oh, like Scott, they were they, they were switching underwear. It got really messy. obviously we went through two packs of gum. 
We you know, a cu- you peed pe- in a cup. Pe- I did well, not. not you, yeah, I, I did not. They did. did. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that was an example, and it didn't even happen until the end. Like I lost my shit there for a minute, but um, but I think that's. I mean, you're stuck in a in a capsule with those crazy kids for three hours, so they had it coming. But for the most part, I've mellowed out considerably. Yeah, old Andy would have been um, quick to activate like the frustration hours before, and you really stayed mellow. It's a slow burn, but then once you, I tell you, like once the genie comes out of the bottle, <laughs> it's, it's, you gotta, oh God, you gotta run. But sometimes you demand it. Like you need the genie to come out. I like to fight. I know I, you Sometimes do. I come down the stairs and I'm ready to fight. I'm just ready to go. I know. And I'm I like, can see that. What can we talk about today? You know, I talked about. sparkle in your eye. <laughs> I, um, at least I'm honest about it. There are plenty of wives out there or female partners and partnerships or, marriages who like to be like, you know, I'm just, just, I'm really, I just try really hard and I'm always the one that's, no, I admit my shortcomings and my faults. That is one thing. Like I will come down ready to tussle a couple of nights a week because I am like emotionally spent. I'm touched out. Like the kids when they fall asleep, like to hold all my body, like my arms and my legs. And so sometimes they come downstairs and I'm like, I got to fucking, I got to fight because I have so much frustration from emotionally <laughs> serving three other people all day. And like, this is, this is not a mother's day episode, but I'm gonna put a little something here for the moms. And what I, what I have trouble articulating what I do with my day to Andrew as a dad is all of that emotional work and how exhausting that is. So I will drop the ball or I will pick a fight or I will, but I will always apologize and say, listen, I'm feeling a little frisky tonight. I got to just fight with you. <laughs> I'll fight with you about how the, flatware the utensils are in the drawer i will do something but then i'll say listen i was a total jerk i'm so sorry but sometimes i just gotta gotta burn that candle you know and just blow it out that's true yeah Yeah, when you come down the stairs and you're like don't look at me (laughs) don't talk to me i'm like what i know all the other moms feel me out there sometimes you just can't you just can't um there's nothing left to get i know but i'm like i can't look at you like no (laughs) oh god what do you think like what advice would you give to dads? And this could be dads at any stage in the game, but uh, I know that's a broad question, but take it as you might. I don't, I'm not uniquely qualified to answer that question. Well, no, no fathers. Here's what I'd rather talk about. Oh, God. So I was thinking about this this morning because you think that, you know, when you have kids that when they're babies, it's going to be particularly challenging and that is the case, but we've talked a lot lately about the fact that the kids are, and our oldest in particular, is like very clearly straddling the line between being a big kid and a little kid. And he's at basketball camp right now. And he, he he's, I, I say like, he's not like me. It's almost like I was cloned. It's freaking, it's mm-hmm. it, insane. He is your replica. Yeah, it's like personality wise. Yeah, it's like I was cloned and I'm just <laughs> being raised in a different time in a different household, but it is actually me kind of. It's so, like nature over nurture big time. Yeah, so the benefit of that is like I kind of recall how he's feeling all the time, mm-hmm. right? So he's just super anxious about going to this basketball camp and you know, we're having to go through the whole thing and we're taking deep breaths and we're saying prayers and we're doing all the tricks, you know? And um you know, there's a part of you when you have little kids where you can just remove them from that environment and say, okay, you know, we're not going to preschool today because you're having a hard time, right? Mm-hmm. But as they get older, you're 
doing them a disservice by kind of bailing them out in that way. And you kind of have to force them to get in an uncomfortable space so that they can learn and grow from it. And I feel like that has been a bigger transition for me as a dad, because I kind of like, or I prefer the baby phase in that respect, because you can just, your job is to protect them and it's okay if they're having an off day. It's like, okay, we're not, you know, we're not doing this today, but, but now you've got to kind of force them to venture out into the real world. And that's really hard because you start to see it already that like, there's some kids out there that are assholes, you know, (laughs) I'm just like being honest. Not anyone's kids who are listening to this podcast. Yeah. I'm just being honest. (laughs) So no, but like when you see. No, kids can be, our kids are going to be jerks someday too. Yeah. But I mean, in any circumstance there. Yeah. I know what you mean. And there are kids who are more difficult. Like we all remember the childhood playground bully. Yeah. So you start to see, you know, conflicts and Mm -hmm. uh, kids, you know, feelings being hurt and sometimes a difficult teacher or coach. And there's a part of me almost like, to be honest with you, like animalistic that just wants to, you know, go crazy and just protect the kids, but um, having to kind of back away, but then also kind of watching them accept those challenges and do well with them is really gratifying as a parent. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, you just want them to be, you know, happy and, um, you know, you want to protect them and make sure they're not being bullied and make sure they're just good people. Um, but there is still an urge to just let them live in your basement forever and be like, <laughs> you know, Zach Galifianakis in the Hangover movies. Like, just, yeah, man, you're good. Just, you could be here forever, you know? I know. And you know, that's my um, sort of instinct as a parent, too. Like, I'm like, I, there's just nothing that they could ask for. I mean, that wouldn't thwart their growth or development that I wouldn't do, but I really have to check myself in that way too. Same. And we have that discussion, especially with him in this camp and just being like the very analytical children they are. Andrew and I are both, you may have gleaned this or not, very, uh, I don't want to say like, we're not like complex or complicated. We're just, we're people who go through a risk analysis of things. We think things through, we analyze things. So it only follows that our kids, at least the first two so far, who knows about the baby, but we don't, we ask a ton of questions. We have to understand why we have to understand what might happen next if we do A, B, or C. So our kids have been these mirrors for us, these reflections of, of who we are as individuals, as adults. And it's really humbling to even, even our daughter, like our middle baby, like she's just like he is like you, she is me. So I see in her, her str- I innately understand her struggles and her issues and her big feelings because I see so much of how I feel in her. And it's a weird thing as a parent. I feel like you just know when you know. Um, when you're watching your child react to something and you know that it's something that you did or you felt, it's it's different than just looking at a, I don't know, you just know what's coming from you, like hereditarily speaking, what's not. It's just like, oh yeah, that's it. I totally understand why she's doing that. So um, yeah, it's been a big week in our house for that reason. What do you make that face for? <laughs> I just sent you a text message. Oh God, hold on. <laughs> I didn't get it yet. All right. Um, it's okay, we're going to do a gift guide. Can we? No, do wait a minute. I wait, have something Andrew, else I want to talk about. Message. You can say it. Okay. No, you, I didn't get the I message. I sent you a text message that said you keep interrupting me. Oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go, go. You can have a soliloquy now. Okay. So. I'm just saying I feel you. I, yeah. So I don't have the qualification to give advice to dads, but I am. I think kind of struck by the way that being a parent changes as your kids change and, and uh, so yeah, just the perspective on it um, as they get older. And then the other thing, cause I just turned 40 this past year 
is that I'm now old enough. Like I remember when my dad turned 40. So I kind of think about the fact that like, you know, my kids kind of will have, and I don't remember having firm memories of life kind of before that period in my, like, I'm sure I remember things, but it's kind of like from that age forward, I was very aware of the fact that, you know, who my parents were and how old I was relative to them. So I feel like I'm kind of on the clock now with our kids a little bit too. Like I vividly remember sitting there, my dad's 40th birthday. And so like kind of understanding that from this point forward, they're going to remember kind of this period of our lives, you know, it's just kind of crazy to me. It is crazy. Just wanting to be a good dad for them, you know, all that stuff. You're a good dad, babe. Dad life. Hashtag dad life. Yeah. Oh, you're a good dad. Um, Okay, so I told Andrew to prepare a little list of some fun things for Gift Guide. We're going to put these on Instagram, too. But um, Andrew is a dad who's like, I'm a a cool dad. I'm not just a regular dad. I'm a cool dad. That's the cool mom joke. Remember that from Mean Girls? You know what? Here's the thing, though. You're in sunny fashion. You're already a little late with this because if people- I did. Okay. So this isn't- Okay. I'm just letting the you people know. You go ahead. Call me out. I sent it to you this morning, but this wasn't supposed to be for the for the podcast. This was going to be for Thursday on Instagram. So here's- It was never supposed to be on the podcast, but we're just I know, doing but it. I'm just saying on Thursday, if you're asking people to get a gift for Sunday, it's probably already a little bit late. That's you a, think just, so? That's what I expedited so. shipping was made for. No, it's Listen, not. All it's the Listen, mo- all the ladies out there know that this is- No, you're shaking your head. I promise you that most people- Wait. I will say that most of the time I buy you a gift, it's already beyond the return period before you receive it. Like I'm like 30 days out because you got to – I love you for who you are. Because I will never pay for expedited shipping. That's like the least – I can't stand that. I like to plan it. You mean you can think of a better way to spend 20 bucks? I hate it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's go through it. I'm going to open it up. Hang on a second. Let Mm. me give some background here that every holiday or birthday – People in our life are asking me what they should get for their Yes. You every are time. the gift concierge, the gift expert. And that's not just for guys. It's for like I have – what should I get my wife? What should I get – I mean like you are the idea man. I'm like – You're good at it. I'm like Hitch. You're like – You are like Hitch, babe. Is this 98 or what? Seriously, you Great have, movie. Great. It's a great movie. Um like height of Will Smith, like amazingness. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like he's always kind of yeah. at his best. Yeah. Okay, so f- I'm looking for the email. So go ahead and start. You you organize them by type as well, right? I did this in about three minutes. So I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. Okay, okay yes. Why am I I'm not finding this on my email? Forward it to me as we talk. Just let me do my thing here for a second. Okay, you're going to take over the mic, but I just have to have it so I can include these links. Um, I, we'll have to deal with that later because my <laughs> Wi-Fi is not working here. Okay, so here's a few gift ideas for the father or spouse in your life for Father's Day. Okay, my first pick is the Lululemon ABC jogger in Warp Stream. Okay, what's Warp Stream? The color? It's the fabric. Okay, oh, okay. and it's a really nice fabric. You can dress it up or down. The thing I like. The best about them is that it's a jogger, so it's a more stylish look, mm-hmm. but they come in three different lengths. So like I have a shorter inseam and you can get these in a short, it, whereas like normally a jogger is like because of the way they're cut. You're kind of stuck once you get them. So Lululemon 
ABC jogger in Warp Stream is, is pick number one. Found that. Found the, find the email, by the way, so I'm following along. Go ahead. Okay, pick number two, T-shirts by a company called Good Life. Okay? Welcome to the Good Life. Hashtag DM for collab is what you're supposed to say. <laughs> no. To the Good Life? No? Are they going to uh, collaborate with me? Maybe they'll do Andrew X Good Life. Andrew, Andrew X Good, Good Life. Because <laughs> okay, so here's the oh, deal. The Good, <laughs> the Good Life t-shirt is a really nice um, cut. It's somewhere between a slim, because you don't want it to be too slim. Uh, at least I don't. But you don't want to be like, you know, baggy t-shirt guy either. So the cut is really good. The fabric is awesome. The mm. colors are good. But then the thing I like about them is the hem on the bottom. You can get a straight him or you can get a slightly scalloped him which i think is a more finished look when you're wearing is that him like on top. a raw him or is that no scalloped? it's the like shape of it the shape of the head shape like you it. mean um like a little bit of a curve yeah a little yeah, bit of a not curve straight across yeah okay. right 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 so i go with that scalloped him t-shirts from good life okay here's the other thing summertime swim trunks okay from either birdwell or fair harbor okay Here's what I like about these. They're they have the lining inside. I like I'm not a board short guy that, you know, you have to figure out the situation underneath the board shorts, mm-hmm. like, you know, boxers or boxer briefs. These are kind of a throwback because they are a lined uh swim trunk, but the lining is like a boxer brief type lining. Oh. So it's not like the little like, you know, uh the underwear type cut inside. It's not like a, a boy bikini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What it, would you prefer if it were like a boy Brazilian? <laughs> no, no, no. You got it. Like it's a it's holding the junk there, but it's not squeezing it. Too it's much. a better. It's a boxer brief. It's fit. a better. It's a better situation. So Birdwell, Fair Harbor, both good options. Got it. Sunglasses from a company called Rain, R A E N. DM for collab. <laughs> Reach out to Andrew for the limited capsule collection. Yeah. Drops, hashtag drops Wednesday. Um, great sunglasses, good price point, mm-hmm. lots of stylish options and colors. Okay. Um, another option that's not on the list, shoes from Greats, okay, G-R-E-A-T-S. Mm-hmm. You Which need, ones? You need the Royal in white leather. I'm going to mark this down for show notes. Yeah. They, these are a um, a wardrobe staple. Here's what I do. I have two pairs in rotation at all times. So you get your pair that's like kind of beat up that you mm-hmm. can wear casually. And then you have your pristine pair, the ones that you hit with the magic eraser when you're done wearing them. Oh, yeah. Because that mm-hmm. cleans the soles right up. Um, and then when the beat up pair kind of take it to the next level, you just kind of cycle them through. And then you, so I've got several pairs unworn in the closet at all times that you can just kind of get in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the greats, royal. White leather. Got it. So these are all fashion finds. We're going to group them and put them in show notes. Go on. Okay. For tech dads, okay, here's what you need. And I just found this recently, but the Apple Magic Trackpad 2, like I've always been a mouse guy, but now even at my desktop, I use the Magic Trackpad, which is like a larger version of the trackpad that's on your Apple computer, but it's like a standalone. So it's like a standalone square touchpad. Yes. Clickable thing. But it's awesome. It's what makes it awesome, though? Just um, the haptic feedback, so the touching, and yeah. then the gestures, and the size of it. It's just, to me, it's just... How big is it? 
I'd say like probably like six by five. So oh, it's okay. bigger. So it's, it's pretty big. sizable. Yeah. And you position it right where your mouse would be. And yeah. it's just, and it's, <clears throat> it doesn't feel like it's too much. No, over it's there. perfect. Okay. Perfect. Apple Magic Trackpad 2. Got it. Okay. These just came out. The Beats Studio Buds headphones, which are kind of like the Beats version of AirPods, but in a lot of ways, they're superior to AirPods in just about every way. Mm-hmm. They have noise cancellation. They are waterproof. Um, they look cool. They come in different colors. So these came out yesterday, but it's going to be big. All right. Telling the people right now. <laughs> okay. For the traveling dad. Okay. I'm a big luggage guy. Mm-hmm. I love, I have a- You love a carry-on bag. I love bags. Yeah. Like a bag for every occasion, you know? Like I love them. So my go-to bag brand is a company called AER. Their website is AERSF because they're made in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. AERSF, DM for collab. Uh, awesome bags. Uh, very well thought out. Very well made. It's probably the only bad part is that you can never wear them out to get a new one so they just kind of last forever that's good though they're good it's it's what we call an investment piece yes Mm -hmm. um final gift idea and this is a total splurge gift if you really need to hit it out of the park um and i should preface this by saying i am a avid watch collector would you, would you say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really into it. Um, you are on the message boards. You're knowing I'm way all into the watches. details, like way into it. Okay, the watch that you guys need or that you need to get for the man in your life is the Rolex Explorer 1 reference 124270. Oh my God, you are so detailed. It's the cutest thing I've it ever seen. It is not the Explorer 2, okay? And it is not <laughs> the Explorer 1 reference Two two four two seven zero. So it's one two four two seven zero. Yes, very important. Mark that down. That's for the record. Okay, so this watch was just released a couple months ago. Okay, and it is a thirty-six millimeter watch, which most people would say, by today's watch standards, is too small. But what I'm actually going to tell you is that the watch you're wearing right now is probably too big. Okay, so. Tell me more. Tell me why. Because what, watch, as you're seeing, Andrew has a stylish side, and I like to like dig into your Anna Wintourness a little I, bit. Watches are. I'm in fact wearing this very watch at the moment, mm-hmm. and I'm showing Sunny what I'm talking about. But 36 millimeters is the classic proportion for a man's watch. Okay, and in, we're in this recent trend where watches are 40 millimeters, 41, 43, and I feel like in five years we're going to look back at wrists and say what in the world were you thinking with a watch that that's that big and so i've now been wearing this watch almost exclusively for six weeks Mm -hmm. a month or so Mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you it's a revelation okay it's awesome you're into this yeah i agree and i'm looking at it from across the way here and it has that like mad men kind of not old-fashioned but it has a classic vibe to it which i really like if you're going to have one watch for the rest of your life, it should be an Explorer 1. That's my hot take for the watch community. Now, I'm not a one watch guy, but I'm very happy to own this watch. And the other cool thing about it, and I think about this whenever I buy a new watch, is where I'm going to, you know, where it's going to end up long term. The nice thing about the 36 millimeter size is you could easily gift it to either a son or a daughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, because there is a um, 
gender neutral component to this size. Right. It's kind of a, a big lady's watch or a smaller gentleman's watch. But I would say that um, it's the perfect watch. So maybe well done. The level of detail is just, am I, am I surprised? No, but do I continue to be just totally astounded with your level of detail? Yes. So that was three, three minutes of prep, everybody. You did that all. So you think you're like, not, um, you know, you good talking, public speaking. I don't think that. I think I am good at it. (laughs) Andrew, but you get nervous. Yeah. Well, that was good. It was really good. Um, Okay, well, we're going to round things out here. You don't like the advice questions. What is one final thing, one final shout out you want to give to all the dads or to the ladies that are listening to tell them, like, you know, appreciate your man a little more? No, I don't think. I think um, appropriate appreciation, but it is nice sometimes because I do believe the dads do more than they used to. I think it the the data that you have is probably inaccurate, <laughs> but I think dads like to hear like, hey. You're doing a good job, Dad. I appreciate you. Go uh, enjoy the couch for a few minutes. Yeah, go enjoy those imaginary NBA playoffs that aren't going to happen in our house. I'll do my best. I I will say the gift I got you is not on that list, and I apologize, but I hope you like it. (laughs) I thought you were asking me to put the list together as like a secret end around to figure out what I want. No. No, no, no. I would just ask you that. I think I own all that stuff already. So, oh, Andrew, hardest. This is this is very hard for me. This is proof to everybody listening why your birthday, our our anniversary, like just gives me anxiety because there is nothing you don't already know about or haven't tracked down for yourself. But good luck to all the moms out there trying to buy gifts of appreciation for the men in their lives, whether it's your husband or your partner or your dad. I feel like Andrew gave us a great jumping off point in those. That list has products with price points sort of all across the spectrum, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, babe. Thank you for coming on. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening. Please leave a rating and review. Just tap the five stars in your Apple um, Apple Podcasts app. That actually makes a huge difference. And leave a text review. I'm going to do start doing giveaways again for people who are leaving reviews. So please, please do that. WeGottaTalk.com slash blog is the place where all of the articles go. So if you ever want to read any of the topics that we cover, if reading is more your thing, please check that out. Um, that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week.